Flippity flop boys, the flop boys kicking. Welcome to the Flop Boys NBA podcast. Yeah, boy. Oh wait, no, that was Public Enemy, wasn't it? Yeah, that was not the Flop Boys. That was Public Enemy. Flop Boys can't be stealing Public Enemy's (laughs) shit. Come on now. Well, you were referencing Tribe, so I thought I had to reference some East Coast old school rap. Ah, I see. I see. Um, well, I don't think Flop Boys really. Um, I don't that think was it really kind of a flop. Yeah, I don't think it speaks to who we are as people. Absolutely not. Um, uh, but it was it was a hype beginning. I do like how hype that was to get things started. Let's let that speak more for the Patrick Beverleys of the NBA. I'll the... tell you what, though, we might still be coast to coast NBA pod, but we are about to get hyphy up in here, bro. Hyphy, yeah, that's what that's the thing, right? Hyphy. I, I mean, I think it's like I think it's similar to like Liddy to like Kronk, you know, high fidelity, those... like like your TV would say, hi-fi, hi-fi, um, waifu. Wait, Chilenga, are you old um, enough to know when videotapes would say hi-fi on them or whatever, like VCRs? The only hi-fi I know is high oh, five. Wow. No, no uh yikes you don't get a high five for that i'm gonna i'm gonna social distance from that high five (laughs) well that's easy because the reason we're coast to coast is because you're in la what an intro dylan we're killing it today you know what i'm personally super tired it's been hard to sleep because my phone has been going off nonstop, and i do not want to put it on do not disturb because i just want to know what's happening in free agency do you have Shams on high alert right now? You have it. I got I got Shams. I got Woj. I got Low. I got uh uh Keith uh Smith. I think Ryan Rosillo. No, I don't fuck with Ryan Rosillo. He's a racist. <laughs> I don't fuck with racists. I'm and I'll, I'm not afraid to say it. Ryan Rosillo is a racist. I don't give a fuck. I don't I don't know what he said, but he definitely prefers his taxes, so <laughs> he votes with his taxes. <laughs> That's racist. um yeah, that it, it is it actually is. If if your tax bracket is the same thing that you vote for, you are a racist. Sorry. <laughs> um welcome onto the show. Today we're talking about free agency. I didn't talk about this <laughs> with you. Did did you want to start with the wolves? Yeah, let's start with the Wolves. I think let's let's leave the show with the Wolves and then all the non-Wolves fans who listen to the show because I know can there's turn so us many, off. All the there's so many shit people that listen to the show and most of them are just Wolves fans. So right. after the beginning, you can turn us off. Yeah, so the Wolves, the draft and and free agency. So not not a lot in free agency, um, but there was a trade that was made. Let me just go down everything that happened, starting with the draft. So the mm-hmm. Wolves drafted Anthony Edwards, Leandro Bomaro. And Jaden McDaniels. How do you think they came out in the draft, Dylan? Well, it was a hyperventilating ride. <laughs> and I think in the end, they took two of the three players that I wanted. The third it, being uh, Okoro. But we couldn't have gotten Okoro, so. Yeah, it would have been too hard to get Okoro. Couldn't have traded um, up. I know that... I know that well, even if we would have been able to trade up to Atlanta, because I know that that was a thing that Kevin O'Connor was talking about, trading number 17 and Jarrett Culver as if he's valuable at all to get number six to maybe possibly get a Coro or I don't, they probably would have gone. They, they would have gotten Halliburton at that point and that would have been fine, but then we wouldn't have needed, we probably wouldn't have been able to re-sign Beasley at that point just because there's too much overlap. Uh, at that, We'd have way too many guards. Um, but I yeah I I think that we did we we got all the right guys. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And you know what? Uh, us as Timberwolves fans, we're the only people that really understand that Jared Culver has no trade value, not even one ounce. Like who anyone wants who's watched the Timberwolves at all has knows that. But <laughs> I will say about Leandro Bolmaro, he seems like a very very nice kid. I saw that video message that he sent to the fan base and. I'm rooting for him. I hope he comes comes uh, into the league. Not this year, obviously, because he's already declared for Barcelona. But next year. And yeah, he could be awesome. Six foot 
eight Chalanga. He is yeah. no guard. Look, I will say this. This this offseason for the Timberwolves was all about nice shit. Like we got Anthony Edwards, who's just like the most charming guy to be drafted by the Timberwolves in years. Leandro Balmaro is a big sweetie. Jaden Daniels <laughs> is not a sweetie, but he probably won't play for the big league this very much this year. So that's okay. We stuck with our guy Malik Beasley through all the troubles and gave him his money. And like that's like a really good, like a feel-good story. We traded. For Ricky Rubio, bringing our boy back home. Marijuana is the feel-good story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he feels good all the time smoking that (laughs) medical grade. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This draft has got me, you know, not convinced that there's going to be that many wins. But at the very least, it's going to be so sweet and nice. You you shut your face. So, yeah, well, everyone's like, (laughs) everyone's talking about ed davis being such a great locker room ad uh <laughs> i'm not buying any of that but you know what going from james johnson who is yes he might be a great locker room guy but he has some personal issues to ricky rubio is such a nice like night and day for me type of player for me to root for yeah uh, we've seen we've seen i mean james johnson is very intense and but we've seen the minnesota those like intense kind of like psycho dudes haven't worked out since kg mostly because none of them have been as good as kg um and and kg is definitely his own specific type of psychopath um um, and we love it the only thing that i so what i was trying to say there but i ended up getting sidetracked by ed davis was that chalanka told me he said the wolves could make the playoffs this year he texted me that i just i have to release that into the world into the ether because he he wouldn't do it himself well i'm just saying that there is a bigger chance now post draft and free agency than I they, than I thought there was like three weeks ago. Um, Pending that Houston trade, yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, Houston seems like they're on their way out. It's going to be hard for Golden State to be that much better than any of the middling Western Conference teams. OKC it, it took significant steps back, so I, there's an opening. I did want to talk about Malik Beasley being basically three for forty three. That's a really great contract for the Timberwolves. Plus, if it ends up being a great contract, then they get an extra year of it. Yeah, totally reasonable. He's going to be a starter. I think he's going to be better than he has been in years past. I I follow him on Instagram, and he is Mm -hmm. a workout warrior, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to, you know, show production on the basketball court, but at least he's putting the effort in, and he's trying even through all this, like, fucked up legal shit. So I I respect that. I think that's a really good sign. That getting the team options makes it basic like it it's basically like getting him four years for 43. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because like if if it's worth it for the three years and we pick up the team option, then it's gonna be an amazing contract. Same thing with Wancho. We got that team option. What oh, yeah, is it with these Timberwolves? Yeah. Like we went from getting player options, giving player options to Taj Gibson and Jeff Teague, and now we're running the franchise. We actually, you know what it is? It's Gerson Rosas instead of fucking competence. Tom <laughs> Oh my God. It's so much better. And like, yeah, uh, I'll get into some more uh, player option, team option stuff when as we go along through it. But there's such a big difference between a contract and a contract with a team option on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's night and day. It's not just three for 43. It's three for 43 plus a nice little sweet cherry on top. Absolutely. And let me be clear. Um, was that good? Was that convincing? Let me be clear. Who is you know, that? That's Obama. Were... Oh, no, I did not get Obama from that. But I'll Let me be clear. Um, <laughs> I'm so that's, sorry. That sounded more like uh, our favorite <laughs> black guy. Oh, I need sugar water. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was a better. That was a better. What's his name? Uh, it, it, Vincent D'Onofrio. We haven't brought him up in a long time. This is a oh. real throwback pot. I love it. Um, <laughs> let me just say though, for all the fans who are like, oh, well, why didn't we go out and you know sign Gordon Hayward, or why didn't we go get Gallo, or why didn't we get, get all these free agents? No one listening to this pod thinks that <laughs> when you are in a mid market, you rely on signing the guys that are already on your team. Yes, you rely on drafting well and trading. That is how you get better. We will not be able to sign any free agents until we're really good. So, that's, and then even Milwaukee can't beat out LA for free agents. Yeah, you know? that's what makes these team options even better, better, better. 
Yeah. Because if we can get good contracts, it's way more important because we're not going to be able to spend our money in free agency. No one's going to be like, oh, you know what team? Like, I'm a free agent, non-restricted. Do you know mm -hmm. what team I really want to go and play for? The one that's up in the frigid airs of Minneapolis. No one's no yep. one's coming here. No one's coming here. And in, in, in three years, when Malik Beasley is essentially an, an expiring because his last year is a team option, I mean, we yeah. can put him together his whatever 16 million or whatever we're making plus other contracts and you know send a, a good player to a team with a, and get a better star player and maybe get someone better so that's it, how you yeah that's how you that's get how your third start. star if you're a mid-market team there's no way to get a third star i mean unless devin booker somehow became a free agent and he's best friends with carl anthony towns but even mm -hmm. then they don't want to team up on, on the timberwolves they probably yep. don't let's be honest with but ourselves. even even oh. next year rubio and uh Wancho will be uh, expiring and yep. together that's like 24 million dollars yeah so that's you know that's a that's a lot of money that can go a long way yeah um, there's no point in trying to play the shark like because what would happen if we like actually save our money like charlotte did this year and they had a ton of cap space we would end up with a gordon hayward contract four years <laughs> all guaranteed do you want that as a Timberwolves fan? Is that what you want to do is sign the guy who is definitely, he only has one leg left and he's making $30 million for the next four years guaranteed. All right. Well, why don't, why don't we use that as a transition point? And let's just talk Charlotte first, because that is on, I mean, that's on my mind. It's been on your mind. We've been texting about it like crazy. Gordon Hayward, four years, $120 million, all guaranteed for Charlotte. Dylan. I, you know, I, I said never put anything past Michael Jordan, and I meant it. Never put anything past Michael Jordan. This is psycho. This is the worst contract that's ever been signed in the history of basketball. $30 million a year. Bar none. It's oh, the worst contract. Well, I... Did they get Nick an Batum option on year one, a team option? <laughs> that Nick Batum contract was really bad. And you know who, who who signed that Nick Batum contract? Wait, that Terry Rozier contract was also pretty bad. <laughs> Wait, that Bismarck Biombo one was really bad. Are are the Charlotte Hornets the worst run organization in the entire league? They're can we like can we confidently say that now? In all of pro sports, worse than the Browns and semi-pro sports. Oh my god. <laughs> I will say I'm I'm going to be tuning in to Charlotte on League Pass a ton. I, I'm so excited to see the trash fire that is LaMelo Ball in his rookie year. And I know, like, I was excited to draft LaMelo Ball pre-draft because, and, but, like, I, I, I said that knowing that the first, like, four years were going to be really tough. But, like, his his upside is 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 really high. But going into that Charlotte situation where he's going to come in, there's going to be playoff expectations right away. And they're they're gonna. I mean, they've already hamstrung themselves for the next three <laughs> four years. Um, they've they've hamstrung themselves trusting in the hamstrings of Gordon Hayward, which is a mistake. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's more the bones that we're worried about, but oh man, yeah, it is the bones. Um, th they also re-signed Bismack Biombo, who I. I actually like Bismack. I think he is a fine backup center. Um, and I think they signed him to a minimum. I'm not sure. The numbers have not been reported yet, but just think actually about knowing Charlotte, they probably did not sign him to a minimum. What am I talking about? Of course they didn't. <laughs> think about that Biombo, LaMelo Ball, uh, Tyler Zeller. Wait, which Zeller is it? They have Cody. That? They have Cody, Are, yeah. I don't I don't care about the difference between Cody and Tyler. <laughs> uh, Cody Zeller. <laughs> All of those pick and rolls with LaMelo Ball, it's going to be so bad. It's going to oh, be boy. so ugly and gross. Honestly, honestly, as barring Gordon Hayward, his fucking Australian team might be better than the Charlotte team. <laughs> I think they're going to win less games, or they're going to be on pace at least to win less games than they won last year. But they, 72. Were 20, they were paid on pace for 29 in an 82 game season last year. And how many games did they end up? How, how many games did Charlotte play specifically? Like 68? They 65, and they ended up winning 23, I believe. Okay. I, I, it would not shock me if they lost less games this year or they won less games. Excuse me. It would not shock I, me. Less than 23 total games? I, that would be 
that would be the like worst case scenario but i don't think the worst case scenario is that unlikely <laughs> so what the what the what's the scenario the like if gordon hayward only only plays 25 games if lamello ball if they force lamello ball to start and he just is like ass <laughs> they, yeah, if they, they trade I, if they trade fucking Devonte graham because they think they need to you know like, like i could just yeah. see things going really really wrong in charlotte you're so right about that uh, yeah, how is Devontae Graham even going to play when he's not even be able to get the ball at all between Gordon Hayward and Lamelo Ball? Like this is Ooh, such a boy. stupid, stupid team. Uh, and we and we are ones to hate on the Charlotte Hornets, and I feel like we're even lower on them now than than we were. I have them around twenty six or twenty seven wins in a seventy two game season next year. So yeah, yeah, uh, I think they I think got, their absolute max is like if if Gordon Hayward stays healthy. And everything goes like their max with this roster is like 35. And I don't, I don't believe in their max at all. <laughs> like, I think they're going to be very bad. So I'm, we're playing the better or worse game. I think you have them as worse. I have yes. them as neutral pending Gordon Hayward, but I am ready to side with you on the worse side as well. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to sit on Charlotte for too long, but I, yeah, I just have yeah. to say that they, also, I was like so impressed after their draft. I thought they had such a good draft. They got two project centers. They got LaMelo Ball and Grant Riller, who played Division Two, but he's a local kid and he can score like a champ. Um, so I, I, whatever. They fucked up. And I am so glad that I'm not a Charlotte fan. Let's let's go back to the top of the alphabet. The Atlanta Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks drafted Onyeka Okongwu and Skylar Mays. In free agency, they signed Danilo Gallinari, three for 61.5. They sent an offer sheet to Bogdan Bogdanovich, four for 72. Uh, it has not been reported whether the Kings have matched Please yet. Please don't match. Please don't match. They signed Rajan Rondo, two for 15. And Chris Dunn, two for 10. They also traded Dwayne Dedman for Tony Snell and Kyrie Thomas. Dylan, what do you think of the Atlanta Hawks? I think that the best move that they made of the offseason is trading for Tony Snell. <laughs> because he's the only person that's going to play defense for them next year. I don't think Chris Dunn's going to be able to get on the court. They're going to have to play Rajon, right? So, uh, I mean, Chris Dunn can play off ball, I guess, because he was playing a lot of shooting guard for Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he can't produce any offense off ball whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So... And I think his catch and shoot is like sub 20% for threes. So bad. It's so really bad. bad. And, then they, and then they go on and draft the guy that is probably the worst fit with Clint Capella that you could possibly imagine. Onyeko Kongu. Mm -hmm. I mean, why, why, why are you going to get rid of one of them? Like, or do you think that he's going to be able to play with Clint and then you're going to trade John Collins? What's going on here? And then you, and then you sign Danilo Gallinari. Like who's playing the four next year for this team? Yeah, they've got a big glut. They've got a big glut. They did this last year too. So the thing that Atlanta has done is that they've realized that they have a, uh, a, a, a deficit somewhere, player. right? Oh, wait, so okay. wait, wait, what'd you say? One good player on their team. <laughs> And then instead of building around him, they they get good players in a vacuum that are not good around him. They uh, they have a deficit somewhere, and instead of just fixing it, they they overcorrect, they overcompensate. So last year they had a deficit at center, and they had Alex Len who wasn't doing the job, and so they went and got Damian Jones, uh, Dwayne Dedman, and Clint Capella, and then they had too many centers. Then this year they realized, oh, we need backup point guard minutes. So they went and got Chris Dunn and Rajan Rondo and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is like kind of a point guard. He's like a half point guard. And so like for me, this offseason would look really awesome. It would look great if they had drafted, I don't know, a Devin Vassell or even a Killian Hayes uh, at, the, at number six. And if they had just gotten Danilo and just gotten Rajan or Chris Dunn, one of them. Not or both, just one of them. Halliburton was there still, too. Halliburton. They could have gotten Halliburton, Danilo and Gallinari, and even Rondo. I would even say Gallinari and Bogdanovich both for th like for three years before Hunter and Reddish's money kicks in. 
plus Halliburton, like that would have been a great offseason. They would have gotten good enough to make the playoffs without like hamstringing themselves moving forward. But instead what they did is they just bunched up and like they got too many good players. There's going to be a lot of like chemistry issues. There's not going to be enough minutes for everyone. And they're going to have to make panic trades and probably end up having to give up assets to make those panic trades. I'm just like, I'm so disappointed because they were so close to doing really well and they fucked it up. Rajon Rondo should be on the Clippers right now. Why is he not on the Clippers? Why is he playing for a team that's trying to make the playoffs next year? Like, it's just going to be so gross. And they probably will make the playoffs. Like, they they have so much talent on this team now that oh, I, would yeah. be, I would be pretty well, shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. It's going to be so bad. Yeah, you but... Really think that Rajon Rondo is going to play? Like, the reason why Rajon showed up in the bubble this last year is, number one, it was the bubble. And mm-hmm. number two, because he had a team around him that was playing great defense. Like, the best defensive team in the league. So, of course, he's going to show up. But you think he's really going to show up for the Atlanta Hawks? Well, Atlanta. I, I think that at the very least, he'll be better than anyone they had at backup point guard last year by a significant margin, even if he's not trying. Like... Would you rather have a a, a half trying Rajon Rondo or Evan Turner, right? Or DeAndre Bembry? Like he's like his baseline is so much better than those other guys. Um, yeah, so, I just I don't like this. And and Bogdan is yeah, uh, just a terribly overpaid eighteen million dollars a year. What? Yeah. What? It did, is. Did they mix him up with Bojan? <laughs> What's going on? Well, we know that you don't like Bogdan. I I am a Bogdan fan. Granted, you have watched more Bogdan than me. I will give you that. But his skill set is enticing to me because he can pass the ball. He can shoot it some. He's got long arms and can play some defense. You know, he's he's intriguing to me. Um, granted, some, I haven't watched I don't, him play that I don't much. think he can play very much defense. I'm going to be honest. I don't think okay. he can. I think this is going to be a really bad defensive team. Um, that's fine. They're going to put up so many points. It's yeah. yeah. I'm into like, now that the wolves are just going to have to put up a bunch of points to win games. I'm like all in on offensive only teams. That's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I got, I need to move on. I can't talk about the Hawks. All right. We don't have to talk too long about the Boston Celtics. They drafted Aaron A. Smith and Peyton Pritchard. They signed Jason Tatum, a four plus one for $195 million. They got Tristan Thompson to, for $19 million and Jeff T got a one-year contract. Uh, the money is not uh, available yet. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing he probably signed for a, ne- a minimum or a near minimum. I think Jeff T is washed mm-hmm. and I like the Tristan Thompson pickup, but the thing that probably I wanted to discuss the most was, wow, they could have gotten something for Gordon Hayward and they ended up getting nothing. Nothing. Oh my. Would you rather have Tristan Thompson or Miles Turner on this team? What the hell? Well, I I I th- there was a report out that the offer was McDermott and Turner for Hayward. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. You're, it's a sign and trade. You're not going to get the value you want. Oh my god, Danny Ainge. That's like they've signed so many big free agents and then lost them very quickly because Danny Ainge just doesn't know when to quit. Yeah. Like you're not going to get the perfect offer every single time for a player. Just cut your losses and take miles Turner because he's at least a fringe all-star. Tristan Thompson was struggling to make teams in the past. I, I like Tristan Thompson. Like if that were the only option for them, but just Mm -hmm. the difference between Tristan Thompson and miles Turner for them is night and day. Like miles Turner is going to be able to spread the floor for you. That's Mm -hmm. actually a player that's going to, going to give you some quality minutes in playoff games. I'm not sure if Tristan Thompson is going to do that. I, I do think Tristan Thompson might be an upgrade over Daniel Tice, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know that for sure. Yeah, I mean Tristan Thompson is a, like a s- much superior rebounder than Miles Turner, um, but we haven't seen the good Tristan Thompson in a few years, and I'm not sure if the good version of Tristan Thompson still exists. So yeah. we'll see. We will see. Maybe he'll do the thing where he dribbles and launches a half court shot with seven seconds left on the shot clock. Do you remember that play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like one of the most psycho things I've ever seen on a basketball court. It was crazy. I hope crazy. 
I can't wait to watch the Celtics be worse because the Celtics are worse. All right, fuck the Celtics. Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. They drafted Reggie Perry with the 57th overall pick. Oh, and the Hawks are better. Or maybe 56th overall pick. Yeah, the Hawks are definitely better. Celtics are worse. Uh, They signed Joe Harris to four years, $75 million. Jeff Green joined the squad on a minimum, and they traded some picks for uh, Bruce Brown and... Number 19 for Landry Shamit. I I prefer Bruce Brown on on the uh Brooklyn Nets to Landry Shamit. Oh, you think so? I mean I, you watched a lot of Landry Shamit last year. What are your thoughts on Landry? I think he completely disappeared in the playoffs. Uh yeah. I he mean, did, he had COVID though, didn't he? Oh, did he? Maybe. Yeah, he had COVID. Yeah. Okay. So we well, gotta that's like uh, gotta be an asterisk on all these all these playoff guys. That's that true. Were bad. I will give him an asterisk. Uh Landry Shamit, as we know, uh he gets uh he got dog food from my old roommate. Um, so he is a dog owner, which makes him pretty cool. But uh he, <laughs> they could have had Sadiq Bay. Like Sadiq Bay is probably equivalent to Landry Shamit at this point in terms mm-hmm. of what he could do for the team. I mean, okay, I am really high on Sadiq Bay, and I haven't seen him play a minute of basketball in an actual game, so I <laughs> am a dumbass. But then they go on and sign Joe Harris for a fully guaranteed $19 million a year contract. That's a lot of money for Joe Harris. I'm just wondering where the other offer at that level was coming from. Who who else was offering that? Leon Rose here. Leon Rose here. Oh my no, god. It wasn't coming from there. But they might have been like just toying with them. That's the only thing the Knicks can do right at this point. <laughs> but like if you're Joe Harris and let's say the the Knicks offer you 10 million more dollars guaranteed. Do you I'm not going to the Yeah, of course you go back to the Nets. The Nets could win a championship. What is he thinking? What what are they thinking in Brooklyn? Well, I think I think um I think oftentimes money is actually more important to these guys than winning. And $10 million is a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. If, if I'm Joe Harris, I don't think that that would be. Especially more. with the with the escrow this year. There's a, they're taking a big risk with, with their salaries this year. They might have to give up to up to 40% in escrow. And there's a chance 30. that they can get 30 is the estimate. But okay. depending on how things go, they could get, give up to 40% in escrow. Yeah, um, it could be ugly. So I we'll see. I still think Joe Harris is too much. Part of me thinks, or part of me wonders whether they signed Joe Harris to this contract just so that they wouldn't have to include him in a Harden trade. Yeah. You'd be like, no, the, the salary doesn't work there. So sorry. Oh boy. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Nets are really expensive and I don't think they're going to be that good because I don't believe in Kyrie and uh, seven footers coming back from Achilles. Not a good track record there. So yeah, they didn't get hardened yet, so they're worse. They're worse. They're not they're not worse than next than last year. Well, no, that's true. I just mean they're worse <laughs> than they were before all of these trades, free agency, draft, all that stuff. They're they're worse than the theory of what they could have been. <laughs> yes. They had a bad offseason, okay? I'm gonna say worse. All right. We talked about Charlotte under the Chicago Bulls, who had a really questionable draft. They drafted Patrick Williams number four overall. And then in one of the, the funniest cases of mistaken identity in the second round, they drafted a European player, Marco Simonovic. And during the draft, the, the analyst said that Simonovic was a 34 year old guard. And there was a lot of confusion as to why they were drafting a 34 year old, but there's another Marco Simonovic who is currently like 19. <laughs> And he won't come over for a couple of years. So when they do get him, he'll be like 21 or 22. So, oh, God. Very funny. Uh, they also signed Garrett Temple one year for $5 million. Uh, Denzel Valentine signed his qualifying offer, which is hilarious to me. And uh, Devon Dotson joined the squad. He was undrafted rookie this year, um, but they, they signed him. They brought him onto the team. Um, Dylan, I have to say they got much worse, not much worse, but they really did a bad job in free agency. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Marshawn Brooks with the 34, whatever pick they had. (laughs) Um, yeah, the bulls did a bad job. Patrick Williams still just so terrible. I don't, I don't, I actually don't think I want to talk about the bulls. I don't know why I have them as I want to talk about them. I don't. 
Yeah, I, fuck the Bulls. They should have they should have kept Chris Dunn over Denzel Valentine. That is like a big old duh. Garrett Temple. I, I mean, I guess that's a quality signing at $5 million, whatever. Moving on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Cavaliers drafted Isaac Okoro. They signed Damian Dotson two years, $4 million, And they traded Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney for your guy, JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee Dylan. Before we go on, Chalanga, I'm going to snooze yeah. you on this. I know you want to talk about Isaac Okoro. No. But this, Cleveland is a snooze fest this year. <laughs> Sorry. All right. The Dallas Mavericks drafted Josh Green. The Minnesota boy, Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay. They signed Trey Burke, three years, 10 million. Willie Colley Stein, two years, 8.2 million. And Wes Awundu to an unknown contract. They also traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson and landed themselves James Johnson. Dylan, what do you think? Snooze fest. God, you guys got to do something. Come on. Porzingis will be playing next year. I was looking forward to talking about the Mavericks, but it's okay. We'll talk about them another time. Moving on. I love Tyrell Terry. I right. love. No, 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 we're done. All right. All right. All right. All right. Denver Nuggets. They drafted RJ Hampton, Zeke Naji. Then they signed J. Michael Green, two years, 15 million. Paul Millsap is coming back one year, 10 million. And they signed Isaiah Hartenstein to a one plus one money unknown. Um, and uh, they lost Jeremy Grant, unfortunately. I don't want to talk about who they signed. I want to talk about who they could have gotten. So they Ooh. lost Jeremy Grant, and they lost. Wait, which plumbing was it? Miles. God damn it! Come I'll on, Miles. Miles only hasn't played an NBA game in like two years, dude. I don't care. They lost Mason Plumley. Is Tyler Zeller playing in the NBA himself? I'll never get the Zellers or the Plumleys right, and and I will take that to my grave. I don't care to to try to remember any of their names, but they could have signed and trade for Blake Griffin Chalenga. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's just clarify here. So the Pistons signed uh, Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant from the Denver Nuggets. John Hollinger tweeted out that the contracts they signed were exactly enough because they were both for three years, and they added up perfectly so that Blake Griffin would fit in a sign-and-trade. I'm not sure. Like, the fact that they were both three years... And that the the math added up makes me really think that the Pistons did try to make it a sign and trade. Oh, you but think I, the Pistons tried? Yes, I think the Pistons tried one hundred percent. And you think the Denver Nuggets are like, no, we don't, we don't want to have the most fun team in the league. No, because they wanted to keep Jeremy Grant because they offered Jeremy Grant three for sixty as well. Right, and and Jeremy Grant said, nah, I'd rather have a bigger role. Which like he's not gonna. They're, like that front court is so <laughs> fucking. Oh my God overloaded he is not gonna have a bigger role he made a okay, big mistake here he goes with them okay fine but then why can't you still turn it into a sign and trade after that yeah i don't know i think i don't know why they did that i i i and maybe detroit maybe maybe i'm just reading into it and it's nothing in detroit didn't do it but like if i'm detroit yes i would love to sign and trade blake griffin that would be awesome and if i'm the denver nuggets i only need to give up one pick in order to get a player who takes you from being a championship contender to one of the top three, four, five favorites. I don't even know if they need to give up a pick because I mean, what Detroit's getting Jeremy Grant for three years, who's 26 and they're trading away like one of the most toxic contracts in the league. So right? you think like, they just want to get off of that contract as soon as possible. Like it, it's more that, cause it can't be like, cause they're, they're getting Jeremy Grant either way. He wants to come. Right. Yeah. So that's not the that's not an asset, but the asset for Detroit is just not having to pay Blake Griffin. I think so. Yeah, because like you're gonna get way more games out of Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. <laughs> Gross. Um, I think that they would have needed some type of first, but maybe that's what they were asking, and maybe that's why Nuggets were like, no. But I would have done it if I were the Nuggets. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean the Nuggets just traded a lottery protected 2023 first for fucking RJ Hampton this year. It's like yeah. Who cares? I would have traded that same pick for Blake Griffin in a heartbeat. Yeah, you and or or trade RJ Hampton for Blake Griffin. I don't care. Yeah, you, they have so much depth every year and it squandered. Why not just try to mm -hmm. take a home run? You've got Jokic and Murray under and and Michael Porter Jr. under team control heading forward. So you've got your big three locked. Right. So like so like if you, you this is the time to take some swings, you know. So 
and oh. now they're going to be relying on Michael Porter Jr. and Paul Millsap to play the four for them. Uh, yeah, and I, I think they'll still be good, but they definitely are going to not be as good as they were in the playoffs. And and Jeremy Grant was a, a late addition, but he was so good for them. Uh, they're going to the lose. He was amazing. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna lose a lot of defense. Um, but I like J. Michael Green. I think that. I think that he should have played more for the Clippers, and he will do a fine job. And I think he's a better shooter than Jeremy Grant. But I, I, they're gonna really but miss the defense. And and I'm not sure that he is a four. I think he's probably their backup five. Yeah, we'll you think. We'll you think he'll see. start the four, but I don't. They have Zeke Naji and uh, God, they just signed someone else new to hold up. Oh, Isaiah Hartenstein. Great. So he's going to start at the four. Isaiah? No, I'm just saying that there's going to be competition at the backup five, but not okay. backup four. It's Jermichael Green is the backup five. And Paul Millsap is probably starting for them again. Yep. And, and, uh, Will Barton will be the three, and Michael Porter will come off the bench. Is I, I, I assume Michael Porter will come off the bench? Yeah, I think so. Will At Barton. least to start the year. Okay, because Will Barton was saying, no, this guy needs to start. Remember, he tweeted that out during the bubble. Oh, for real? Oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. I, and Will Barton really works really well off the bench, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, um, Barton's actually a really underrated player. He's like a top 80 player for me almost. Yeah, he's really good. Um, this is a perfect transition into the Detroit Pistons. Dylan, this is like buckle up for this. This is crazy. They were they had an insane offseason. So they drafted Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bay. They signed Jeremy Grant, three for sixty. Mason Plumley, three for twenty-five. Jaleel Okafor, three for eighty-five. What? Josh, jo, uh, not three. Sorry, two for three eighty-five. Not three for eighty-five. I'm Wait, so sorry. So is that two years? Two years, three million eighty-five dollars guaranteed. So it's okay. It's, so it's, it's like just above his minimum. Okay. <laughs> so I will not take the minimum. Okay. What about the minimum plus $100,000? Sure. Three for 85 for Jaleel Okafor. That would be uh, really something. Um, and then they signed Josh Jackson. Uh, the money's not out yet. Um, they traded. Like if it's just like chump change, they're like, oh, fine. We'll give you an extra 100000 Here you go. You're not taking the minimum. <laughs> they uh, They traded. Tony Snell for and Kyrie Thomas for Dwayne Dedman, who they will are going to waive uh, as a part of this crazy deal that sent Trevor Reza from Portland all the way to Dallas, I believe. Wait, no. where did Trevor Reza end up? I don't know. <laughs> where in the world is Trevor uh, Reza? I think Trevor Reza ended up in Dallas. <laughs> he had a... Um, because they because the, the Pistons got the lawn right in a sign and trade that sent Christian Wood to the Houston. It was insane. It was the most hey. insane series. Yeah, so that that original Portland deal got looped in with this Christian Wood sign and trade and another deal with Dallas that sent the lawn right to Detroit. Wikipedia has him on the Rockets right now. Trevor Reza? Yes. No, he is no he is no longer on the Rockets. He was a okay. part of the shine and trade for Christian Wood. I'm so confused. I know it's very very confusing. It's very very confusing. Okay. I so, believe he's on the Mavericks. But they, but then it says Trevor Ariza to Oklahoma City Thunder on ESPN. Whoa. I don't know how that happened. Because <laughs> then maybe he was a part of that really stupid Stephen Adams trade. Oh, maybe. I don't know, man. This this is very confusing. The bottom line is that Detroit turned Christian Wood into DeLon Wright and Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> Which is funny. You know, I heard this on the, the Dunk Don podcast. Jaleel Okafor actually got signed over Christian Wood in New Orleans. And once again, Jaleel Okafor is being signed over Christian Wood. Whoa! When Christian Wood is clearly the better player. Not over, but it's uh, and, Ma- and Mason Plumley is being signed over Christian Wood. Yeah, Mason Plumley is going to be their starting center. This team is going to be such ass. I think they just are trying to uh, tank for Cade Cunningham or you know whoever is coming up in this Jalen Green or whatever. 
Um, oh, unfortunately, they still have Blake Griffin, which which raises their floor way too high. Anything Gold- else you want to say about them? Oh. Golden State Warriors. Uh, Golden State Warriors drafted James Wiseman, Nico Mannion. They signed Kent Bazemore, one for $2.3 million. Brad Wanamaker, one year, $2.25 million. And they traded a 2021 first for Kelly Oubre. They absorbed him right into his trade exception. Dylan? Snooze fest. Right. They're missing the playoffs. Oh, I love it. Houston Wait, Rockets. Oh, and Detroit got worse. I don't know how they added so much talent and got worse, but they did. Oh, they got so much worse. Uh, the Houston Rockets uh, did not draft oh, anyone. Way worse. They signed and traded Christian Wood, three for $41 million. They just signed DeMarcus Cousins, came through the waiver wire. And... Essentially, that trade that they did turned Robert Covington into Christian Wood, which I think is a downgrade. I'm not talking about this team until the Houston Rockets trade away Russell Westbrook and James Harden, because I just cannot believe that they're going to be running it back another year. I can't. All right. The Indiana Pacers drafted Kasha Stanley out of Duke, re-signed Justin Holiday three for 18. That's a great deal. And Jakar Sampson. One year at the minimum. Dylan, what Good do you think? Holiday, but it's a snooze fest. All right. On to your favorite team, the <laughs> Los Angeles Clippers. They drafted Daniel Oturu out of Minnesota. They signed Serge Ibaka to a one plus one at 19 million. Marcus Morris, four years, $64 million. And uh, Patrick Patterson, one year to the minimum. They traded Landry Shamit for Luke Kennard. Dylan, what do you think? I think that they got worse and then they signed Serge Ibaka. And now <laughs> they got better. I think Serge Ibaka has a lot left in him. In the bubble, he was looking a lot better than Marcus Gasol, I'll tell you that. And do I think that Marcus Gasol is going to look like that next year? I doubt it. I think that he's, I think he's actually got something left in the tank, but we'll see. The Los Angeles Clippers got slightly better. I think they got better too. I don't understand how Marcus Morris got four for 64 though. That's so much money. That is and all guaranteed. What the hell? And people are people are clowning the Wolves for signing Malik Beasley to four for sixty with a non guaranteed fourth year. Come on now, I have no clue what Steve Ballmer is doing. At least, but the other team in Los Angeles, I think had a, I think had a better off season. I think that you were hating on it until this last until the last signing that they were. We no, were no, 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 no. Uh, we'll talk about this. Okay, so the the Los Angeles Lakers got Montrezl Harrell two for eighteen million. They got Marcus All for two years. Money's not out yet. KCP for three minus one for 40 million. So the last year is non-guaranteed. I think it's like an $8.5 million guarantee. Um, And then they re-signed Marcus Markeith Morris. The money's not out for that either. That's a little bit different than the team option. Yeah, it's a little bit different. But I I think I I read one article that he already turned down that I I don't really understand. It's the the contract has a weird structure, Um, but essentially he gets 16 million the first two years. Uh, So 32 overall, the first two years, super, super, super good contract on KCP. Like, Mm -hmm. would you rather have KCP on that contract or, or Bogdan Bogdanovich making $18 million a year? I think he's a better player and he's better at defense. um, And he gives the Lakers much needed shooting. And mm-hmm. he was legitimate in the playoffs as a as a threat from the perimeter during their during their run. And I would have thought that KCP, I mean, I think that when we were talking about it, we thought, oh yeah, now he's gonna make 15 to 20 for sure next year. Mm-hmm. Right. But, well, yeah, and or KCP or Joe Harris, right? Like right. I, I think those are pretty comparable p- players, oh, and man. this is a much better contract. Yeah. Good. That, this is actually really good work on the Lakers' part. Uh, the Montrez Harrell signing, I think, was a little bit dumb, but that was uh, that. There's a team option, I think, on that, isn't there? Isn't it two minus one, or maybe that's not. Maybe no. I think it's two years. I think he has a player option for the second year. Oh, maybe it is a player option. Maybe it's a yeah. One I I think he has a player option for the second year. That that could be true. Um, yeah. but yeah. So no, you know what? That is true because I, he's not getting the money that that he wanted. No, and he's not. um, and and he's worth more than that. Like, if you don't count one playoff series, essentially against the Nuggets, and he did have COVID, and he did have COVID. Like you were saying before, we can't demote a player just because they shot bad with COVID, right? Landry Shamit also had COVID and looked bad. There were a lot of players that didn't look like themselves in the bubble, and especially players who don't shoot particularly well or at least shooting isn't the primary part of their game 
they didn't play well in general in the bubble. So Montrez Harrell fa- uh, falls into that category. Maybe Marcus Hull does a little bit too, because he's probably primarily a defender. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not worried about Montrez Harrell. I think he'll be a lot better next year. Yes. And at the, at the very least, he's going to help them a lot in the regular season. He's going to take a lot of the scoring on us off of, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell is going to be a beautiful facsimile of the uh, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell pick and roll. Uh, and I think that's going to be really helpful for the team. All right. I wanted to I think say the Lakers got better. Yeah, I think the Lakers got a lot better. And just think about Frank Vogel with Montrez Harrell versus Doc Rivers with Montrez Harrell, trying to just start Montrez Harrell all the time. Whereas you have mm-hmm. Frank Vogel, who's like, actually willing to take Dwight out of the game in, in the finals. Like, Oh, Dwight, we're not starting you anymore. You're going to yeah. barely play at all for the uh-huh. for game six. And we're going to start Alex Caruso. If he's willing to do that to Dwight Howard, he's going to be willing to do that to Montrez Harrell. And I think Montrez Harrell will be able to be coached in that way, especially if he goes back and reminds himself, Oh, this is how much money I lost last year by being stubborn and needing or trying to, opine to doc about how many minutes I need to play or whatever. I don't know what ended up happening, but right. if that's what happened, I think that Montrez kind of had a little bit of a come down to earth moment. Oh boy. Thank you for listening to the coast to coast NBA podcast. Like you um, talk too long. We'll be back for, we had, we have to do a second episode. We'll be back with the second half of our free agency pod later on this week. Thanks everyone for listening to the flop boys podcast. JK, we're still the coast to coast NBA podcast until further notice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CND pod for Chalenga and Dylan. Uh, send us an email at coast to coast NBA pod at gmail.com. Um, I have a new article out at zonecoverage.com uh, titled Anthony Edwards is a small forward. I asked for a better, t- better title. They did not give me a better title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Anthony Edwards is a small forward, not a guard. We Dylan, you've got titles. Yes. Request titles, a title on my next article. My, my first article is coming out on Thursday. I think. Hey. So uh, look for it in the next couple of days. Hell yeah, Dylan. Welcome to zone coverage. <laughs> um, it was, to- will cat poop his pants? I just, but it's definitely not going to be that. I was already told it can't be that. Ah, that's too bad. Um, I guess we're just too fucking weird for them. Um, so anyway, <laughs> thanks again for listening. Um, today we have music by the illustrious Another Heaven. Um, they uh, once again, it's going to be a surprise song because I haven't seen what they've sent yet. But enjoy it. This is my good friends Ali and Cole and Aaron's band. Um, Much love to all listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.